Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I am your host, Ryan Gerard, and I am here with my co-host, Rick Greenwald. So uh, today we're going to try to keep it just a little bit shorter, um, but we wanted to kind of get into cyclocross a little bit. Yeah. The season is coming up on us pretty quick here. It's August 7th today, so it is for sure. We're in the heat of cyclocross is coming season, also known as cross is coming season. Yeah. Also known as CX is coming season. If you've listened to recent podcasts, we've kind of decided that we might uh, give, give cyclocross... A fair try. I think we went from not going to do cross this year to dabbling to, yeah, we'll do a couple cross races to being pretty excited for cyclocross. You know, a big thing for me is like the, uh, I'm always out of shape in cross season, which has always been like, I don't want to race. I'm I'm out of shape. I'm not going to do well. It's going to hurt a lot more because I'm not in shape. I'd rather race a, do a crit out of shape or a road race out of shape than do a cyclocross race out of shape. So now that like, I'm like I feel like my my sh- my fitness is like still actually progressing now. I took a little bit of a break, but now I kind of pulled back to focus on that like five to ten minute power, and I'm actually noticing like gains from that. So nice. I'm actually still pretty motivated to you know keep working until you know around october late october maybe maybe even into november depending on how the weather is yeah we're pretty big weather dependent yeah big weather big weather dependent guys um yeah i think the key i think we so we're not going to talk about the keys to having a successful cyclocross season because i don't think either of us have a lot of experience in having a full successful cyclocross season but we're going to talk about the keys to having a fun cyclocross season and I think one of those keys is to do a little bit of prep going into the actual cyclocross season. I know the first year that I raced cyclocross, I just thought it would be a good idea to like ride my cyclocross bike a little bit on some dirt before the season started. And even so, when I did a couple of races, the first couple were just really hard because it was like such a unique effort. It's low cadence, you're on bumpy grass, there's, you know, like the technical aspect of it. But I was very surprised to see myself being able to beat a lot of the guys that were always beating me in the road season just because they basically got a cross bike, hopped on it, ready to race. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't really coming into the season with like any kind of prep or like, I just think it's super important to actually like ride your cyclocross bike. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's nice because we have like two miles of mountain back, mountain bike trail yes anybody anybody in the sun prairie area that's looking to like do some mellow single track there's some like little tracks that are made by the local nika team i believe and we actually rode them last year ryan Mm -hmm. and they are great for like cyclocross because they're not super difficult they aren't super difficult they're really uh bumpy because they are a new trail that's Mm -hmm. i mean until people ride it more and more it's going to be bumpy but I think it's a good amount of stuff that you have to for a cyclocross bike that you're gonna have to like jump off your bike and get around. Yeah, there's like some little there's like some natural little rock barriers that you have to like get over, which on a mountain bike would be no problem, but you you definitely can't like rip through it. Or maybe you could, but it'd be difficult on a cyclocross bike. You probably could, but to be honest, I think there's more value in learning how to get off and on your bike. And the dismounts and the mounts and the you know. I would say the finer technical aspects of cyclocross are definitely something that I think a lot of people overlook too. And they think that, you know, especially I think it's a big mentality, like when you're a roadie that you just think I got roadie fitness, 
I'm just gonna like go in and like rip a cyclocross race. Or if you're a mountain biker, you just think, oh, I've been doing like, you know, technical stuff all year. I'm just gonna hop on a cross bike and it's kind of like a less technical mountain bike race. But a cyclocross race is like so much different in that like you do have to get on and off your bike. Most courses have some kind of feature that forces you on and off your bike. And a cross bike just handles so much different than obviously a road bike, but even a mountain bike too. Like you have such a smaller contact patch. You can't lean it over as far. You're more like, you're trying to like cut the angle on certain corners way differently than you do it on a mountain bike, which is why I also think it's really a good idea to try to find like a local practice race or even like make your own course and do like mock races for cyclocross. And even in Madison, I think there happens to be like a Wednesday night cyclocross practice race. Is there? It's put on by Neff Cycle Service. Oh. I just saw a post about it. Where? Ah, Badger Prairie, I believe. Badger Prairie. Which is, I think, on the west side, kind of on the west side. It's always on the west side. Yeah, it's all the good stuff. I'm pretty sure, I believe Neff is in Verona. So I that think it's sense. in that, and that's where Badger Prairie is. It's in Verona. Okay, is it? Yeah. Is it where? You know what? It's probably there was where a race they there. Host their race. Yes. yes, there's a race there. That is um, by Matt, where Matthew lives. Yes, it is. I yeah, know it's that re- nobody re- listening to this we understands right. that. But you, you know where <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so I'm. I might make my way over there. Like, if I mean, for me, I work downtown in Madison, so it's a bit of a drive, especially like from the race to back to my house. But I still might make my way over there and do some of the races during the week. Um, I know for you, that's probably a bit of a drive. I might try it out at least once. I mean, the nice thing is, I so from what I understand, they do a couple 20-minute races. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is like, that's perfect. perfect. For training, that's exactly what you want. You don't need to do a full mock 40-minute race, but you can like ride your your brains out for 20 minutes, kind of like an interval, take a break, yeah. and then do another hard 20-minute effort, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely going to try to make my way over there to do a couple of those throughout the season for cyclocross um, and just generally check them out too. Maybe maybe they're pretty cool. So we'll see. I like races like that too because, you know, you, you don't necessarily, you can still train on Monday or Tuesday, ra- do that race on Wednesday and you're not too cooked to then like train again Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Cyclocross races are definitely, they're short. But they're harder to recover from than like a crit. It's just like more of a full body uh, fatigue, and they're also you go deeper. I think in a cyclocross race yeah. too, because it's like nonstop. Like there's no there's no coasting. There's no like easy part of the race. You're basically just giving it for you know between thirty to sixty minutes, depending on what category you're in. So yeah, I mean, typically when I was doing a lot of cyclocross, which was only one season, let's say I raced. Saturday and Sunday, I like wasn't feeling like I could really even do much effort on the bike until Wednesday at the earliest. And even then, like sometimes I didn't even feel good on Wednesday. I had to wait to do like some kind of workout on Thursday. So yeah, in general though, Wednesday is like a pretty solid day of the week. Yeah. 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 But Ryan, since we're talking about races and I guess we're talking about a practice race specifically, I thought we'd talk about our favorite cyclocross races in Wisconsin and maybe we could even expand that out a little bit to some of the bigger races in the Midwest with the cross season upon us. Well, for Midwest wise, 
I'm not too familiar. To be honest, I'm pretty new to the cross scene. That's true. But I can kind of give my impression from someone who's pretty new to cross. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I mean, from the, the races that I did last year, uh, I really enjoyed, it's called um, Pumpkin Cross. Grafton. In Grafton. Right? Yes. And you did that the year that I was racing. Yeah. Quite a bit of cyclocross as well. I really like that race because it has a little bit of everything. The only thing I didn't like was they had just like a big, big mud pit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on a, like a, the side of a hill, like a very mm-hmm. large hill. So even if it doesn't rain, you can guarantee that there's going to be a giant muddy section of the course essentially which you know coming from someone who doesn't really race hasn't raced much cross i i just i hate the mud i hate like having a mud pit i feel like it it just ruins the ruins the race big grass crit guy yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean like i i don't think you need mud to like it almost to me it's almost like a buzz kill i i like, agree I'm, with I'm, that. Get, I'm going through all these turns you know i'm getting off my bike right, i'm going flow. over i got this flow going it's a lot of fun and then you just hit the mud pit and you can just kind of look at everyone's face it's just like again i yeah. have to do this i and it was like really long by the end like your your shoes are just like covered with like an inch layer of mud and stuff and it's just like this part is not fun. See, this is not fun. I, I agree with you there. I don't. A lot of people will say that the mud is what makes a cyclocross race, and I am strongly against that statement. I think that you can have really dry conditions, and that is still a great cyclocross race. I actually prefer really dry conditions um, because it's like a completely different set of skills. Like the cornering is different. It's really fast. It's kind of pays off to even stay in a group when it's super dry like that. You can get like a bit of a drafting benefit at some parts of the course. So I love dry races. I'm on the same page. I don't I don't like super muddy races. It's one thing to have a part of the race that's really muddy, but it's another part or it's another thing to do a race that's that the entire course is completely muddy. I've done uh, I think I've done one or two races that was like a legit mudder, like an absolute like muddy race and where you end up pretty much running or walking like from one fourth to one half of the course and i i find it hard to believe that anybody's having fun on that day i would rather not race those races but we'll see we're going to mostly do the races that are close to us and if it happens to rain we'll probably still show up anyways yeah i shouldn't have to take apart my bottom bracket in order to ride my bike again yeah, that is an unfortunate side effect. Um, but moving on, so in Wisconsin, we start racing cyclocross in... End of tip- August. Well, typically it's like the, the weekend after Labor Day, but I think there's actually a race in Kenosha yeah. the weekend before or mm-hmm. the weekend of Labor The weekend Day. before. The weekend I believe before. it's like the 24th or something. Yeah, which I'm kind of against because I think that's still road season, but there's no road races anyways, so... I guess I still consider that almost mountain bike season. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. I would say that as well. Um, so yeah, I've never done that race before. It might be a new race or like a returning race. Um, I think the the early season race that everybody thinks of in Wisconsin is the Trek Cyclocross Cup. Yes, which is hosted at the Trek Bicycle Headquarters. It is a four day event. I believe there is four day. There's racing from Thursday through Sunday, amateur racing every day. 
and there's some kind of pro or elite field every day as well. Yeah, I believe uh, the first day, th- I believe there's like <coughs> amateur racing Thursday, <coughs> Friday, and mm-hmm. then a like a semi-pro race races like, it's like on a U- Saturday. Like a UCI 1.2 1. 1. 2 or 2.2, something 1. like that. Yeah, something it's, like that. It's a level below World Tour, and then I believe well, they also Tour, have World, oh, Cup. World Cup, and then I believe they also have like the amateur level, like a Cat 1-2 yeah. race. And we're not talking about this year. We don't have the schedule in front of us, but we're referring to like what was at the event last year. I assume it's pretty similar. Yeah, and the coolest part about that race, so first of all, if you want to do well, the, there's a couple tips and tricks to the Trek cyclocross race. It's the by far, I think, the biggest cyclocross race in the Midwest. The fields will sell out, so you have to register ahead of time. They have massive fields. I remember doing it the first year when I went, and there was 120 riders in a Cat 4 race, and I started in the 80th start position. So tip is, if you want to do well at that event, if that's like a, if that's of some importance to you, highly recommend doing races early in the season before that and get upgrade points. Or not upgrade points, but um, it's, it's whatever, points. Series points? Series points, or just like they do call-ups by USA Cycling points. Yeah. So you need to have some kind of points to get like a decent call-up. And the good thing is, even if you have some points, you're going to be probably at least halfway up into the field. I typically have no points when I do those races, which means that I am placed way back in the field, which is can be fun because you pass a lot of people, but also can be kind of frustrating because even if you have a good race, like sometimes the best you can hope to do is like, you know, I hate that. <laughs> I love how like Wars does like call ups for the top like ten or twenty, mm-hmm. and then it's like everybody just like who's first to the line. And it's like if you really care about your start position, you'll get there early. I uh, yeah, I guess you know? I yeah, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like a crapshoot for everybody that doesn't have points. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they do it by registration time. Like whoever registers the earliest gets a better position over somebody that has just as many points as they do. Um, so when you race track at CXE, you're on the same course as the pros. There's typically one or two sections that are pro only sections. I believe what they do is actually make some sections, um, longer. Like they put more turns in them. Yeah. Just so that it, it spreads Spring, out the yes, field. Exactly. It strings everything out a little bit. Um, because it's like a UCI world cup course, there's like definitely things that they have to abide by. Um, but there's, it's also a really cool course. It's a good mix of fast, open, and then also technical racing too. Ryan, did you race that last year? Did you do the race at Trek? I did not. You came, you went to the race though. Yes. Yeah. I Cause did. we all rode there. Yeah. So with the Trek cup, yeah, like I said, that's a super fun race. We're definitely going to go back this year. At least I am. I think Ryan's actually a little bit busy one of these weekends. Some kind of wedding photo or something going on with him. But after the Trek Cup, or, you know, actually, I don't have the calendar in front of me. It might be before the Trek Cup. There is another big race in the Midwest, and that's in Iowa, called Jingle Cross, which is also a World Cup. Um, So a lot of the times, you'll get pros from overseas that come over, and they're doing... You know, they're staying in the U.S. for a couple weeks to do both Jingle Cross and Trek to start to get some some decent points for, you know, the World Cup cyclocross season. Ryan, we've never been to Jingle Cross before, but we are thinking about going this year. Am I correct? Considering considering it. It it might be the weekend of September 14th, which is one before Trek. 
So I think that would be a pretty good time if we did decide to go there. They do have a gravel grinder the one over the weekend as well. So you could either race cyclocross or do a gravel grinder. Interesting. Now, we've never been to jingle cross before, so we can't really talk about the course. But what I do know is there's plenty of amateur racing. Obviously, they do kind of a similar format where it's over like three days. They have a couple pro and elite races, and then the big race, the World Cup, I want to say is on Sunday. Yeah, I, t- I think it's typically on Sunday. Typically on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard really good things about Jingle Cross. Yeah. Um, it's about a three and a half, four hour drive, something like that from Madison. Mm-hmm. If anyone from the Madison area is interested in that. Uh, Hit us up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really say anything about Jingle Cross. Yeah. yeah it's unfortunate. We- I was actually really excited to go to um, Trek this year and actually race it too. But then I found out that it is the same day as our engagement photos. Maybe we'll so. just have to make up for it and go to Jingle Cross then. Yeah, yeah. So I got to check the schedule, but uh, that would be a fun trip. Yeah, for sure. And now getting back to some of the races that are more so like in the Wisconsin area. Now, I know you haven't done a lot of them, Ryan. No. Um, I would say some of the ones that are my favorite personally I think a race that not a lot of people go to, but is one of the best courses on the local circuit is in <coughs> um, Manitowoc. What was that place Stephen Avery was from? I don't know. Mani- I Mani- haven't seen that Mani- show. Mani- Manitowoc. I whatever. Seen, uh, uh, making a murder. I think it's Manitowoc. I well, it's, it's, Manitowoc. it's not the county, but the city. The city, yeah. there's like a, there's like a cross, and I haven't even checked if it's going on this year. I believe it is. Okay, that is, I think, the best course. It's right on Lake Michigan. Yeah, that is going on still. Yeah, so super awesome course. You actually, they always use the sand on the beach, which is super deep, and you've got to run through that. There's, like, a lot of natural, super punchy hills. It is, like, the best area that could be sculpted into a cyclocross course in Wisconsin, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. There's even a run, like, a stair run-up like wooden sea, like sea stairs or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that is a great course. It's got like a nice mix of fast, wide open, some technical in the trees sections, long course too, so you're only doing a couple laps, but each lap is super fun. So I highly recommend anybody, if they haven't gone to it or they think, oh, I don't want to go to the race because it's not by Madison or it's kind of north of Milwaukee, make that one of the races that you travel for, for sure. We've done Grafton Pumpkin Cross. That's a super fun course. We talked about that a little. Super uh, undulating changes in elevation, up, down, up, down. You go up a really big hill. That's a super fun course. It's um, also really <coughs> spectator friendly. It and is. I think that's is. A, like a huge thing for cyclocross courses. Yeah. Um, we are obviously fans of these Sun Prairie, <clears throat> Prairie courses because they're in our backyard. We can actually ride our bikes to the Sun Prairie races. So we really like, there's one at Sheehan Park, and there's also one at uh, I Angel Speedway. Yeah, Angel Speedway. Angel, Angel Speedway. I think it's Angel. Angel Okay. Pretty sure it's Angel, Angel Park. Speedway? Angel Park. Angel Park. Angel Park. Angel? It's, it's the Speedway in Sun Prairie. Yeah. Um, that's, I've <clears throat> never done that one before, but we're definitely going to go to that one as well. Um, Waterloo. There's actually a cyclocross four race. races in Waterloo. There's this year. four races four in Waterloo, races. and that's not even. They're not even all at the Trek race. No, I only think one is at Trek. Trek CXE and the yeah. state championships. And then there's two other ones. And there's the I think GP of Joe Van Draff, yeah. and then the there's one other. There's one. another one too. 
um, which is at Fireman's Park. And those are pretty fun courses. I would say they're like your classic like park cross course with a nice hill that they kind of make some course out of. But yeah, overall pretty solid. Um, and yeah, I think those are most of the races that I really like to do. I know there's for us there's like nine races that are less than maybe not nine eight I think it's seven seven or eight races that are less than 20 minutes away from our house yeah which is like crazy so we're probably not going to go to a lot of races outside of madison but i think we'll make our way to milwaukee for a race or two this Mm -hmm. year depending on how nice the weather is and how late into the season we want to keep racing yeah i think actually (coughs) the early season races are all in milwaukee and then like all the everything after like october is in um the madison area i think you're right i i'm not a huge fan of the first couple races in milwaukee i think humble park is usually one yeah um so in milwaukee they let you use the parks for free as long as you like get in ahead of time this is what how i understand it like you can use the parks but you've just got to register and have a date so the races that are in Milwaukee, they're put on for free and the parks let them use the, the facilities. But the only part that I don't like is because they're they're pretty high trafficked parks, the grass is super bumpy. Oh. So you end up riding on, and I think at the end of the year I did a race, um, oh, I forgot where it was, but it was on like a soccer field, like a bunch of soccer fields and it was horribly bumpy. And I ran pretty low pressure in my tires. I actually rolled rolled a tubeless tire off the rim because I put the pressure so low. Wow. Um, But yeah, that's one thing to be wary of. Whenever there's a race that's in a park, be prepared for super bumpy terrain. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like that either. Yeah, I like nice, like Trek is nice and fast. I probably sound so awful. Like people who are actually into cyclocross probably going like, this guy, he's not hard enough. Well, you aren't, (laughs) obviously. You don't like the mud? You don't like bumpy grass? I don't think anybody likes bumpy grass, though. Nobody That's, likes like, no, mud or bumpy grass. Yeah, I mean, you, pretend, you pretend like you do, but you Nobody really likes don't. to race in the snow. Nobody likes, Nobody likes to race in the rain. Nobody Stop does. saying you do. You know, the, everybody's like, oh, I love the bad weather. That's just a mental trick to make yourself like it. But deep down, nobody likes it. We yeah. can all admit it. Like, we on race day, you can be like, yeah, I'm so hard. I love this bad weather. Like, let's get at it. That's totally fine. But I don't want to hear it sitting in you know, inside when it's 60 degrees out that, oh yeah, I love the bad weather. No, you don't have to, you don't have to lie to anybody. Same guys are saying, yeah, yeah, if it's downpouring, I go for three hour rides. Cause yeah, you know, if it's raining when you train, it's going to rain That's when right. you race. And it's just like, or you just don't race in the rain. Or you get sick, yeah. you know? Or you get sick. Or You're you get probably going to get sick probably or something. Get, probably going to get sick. That's yeah. probably what's going to happen. All right. Anyways, enough complaining. Uh, so we, we touched a little bit on it at the beginning of the podcast, like how do you make sure that you have a fun cyclocross season? And something that we wanted to touch on before we wrap up the podcast, our last topic, is what you should – how do I phrase this? How should your bike fit? Yeah. How – what like, you know, if you're a roadie you're, and you're doing a lot of crits and you're below the age of 25, you've probably got a negative 17-degree slammed stem – and you know your your knees are touching your chin and that's that's fine you know for road racing but a cyclocross race the demands are very different than road cycling and obviously it's a completely different bike than a mountain bike so ryan as somebody that races a lot of road and is going to be doing cyclocross this year how are you going to set up your bike differently than your road bike 
Yeah, to be honest, like I've dialed in my road position so much. And I think it's like perfect right now. Perfect for like jumping over to a different bike. Um, I my first thing was I, I tried to set it up just like my road bike and failed miserably. I couldn't stand being on it. Your your pedal both, almost both my mountain bike and my my cross bike. I mm. tried to set up almost like my road bike. Failed miserably. And we're not experts, but these are things that we've observed. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that in the cyclocross race, the the power is way lower cadence and mm-hmm. way torquier. Yeah. So if your bars are way are low, like your road bike, I think you have a tough time generating that force. Yeah, I think uh, a huge different aspect of a cyclocross bike is that it tries to kind of, instead of a road bike, which, you know, you kind of want the weight farther forward on a cyclocross bike you want that weight farther backwards yeah you want to be able to to like produce a lot of torque and especially when you're going up hills right because you want to sometimes you don't always want to be out of the saddle sometimes you just need to be able Mm -hmm. to you need to be seated right i think it's a lot more about being comfortable on your bike rather than being like aggressive on your bike 100 percent. aerodynamics don't matter as much i can i'm not going to say they don't matter because I'm sure in some way they do, but they definitely don't matter as much as road racing, like like not even close. So for me, I typically, like what you said, I like to have my seat maybe a little bit farther back, a little bit. Bars are definitely higher on the cyclocross bike, and that's for overall comfort, but it's also easier on my back when I'm doing those really hard jumps up hills or grinding away in the mud at like 60 RPM. So that's why I like that higher, you know, higher bars. Um, anything else? What else? Well, so as far as your seat goes, um, you actually want to have a uh, sim, like pretty much identical, um, like uh, seat to pedals, and you kind of want to have that your seat position pretty similar to what it is. But um, maybe like on my cycle cross bike, what I'm, tr- I'm starting to find is a lot more comfortable is actually if I lean the saddle um, tip up just slightly, where on my road bike, it's it's a little bit more flat because, you know, I'm in a farther forward position. So right. I need it to be almost like angled down a little bit. I think it's pretty flat. But since since my uh, shoulders are farther up on my cycle cross bike, it's going to bring my hips back. Interesting. So, it, so my uh, saddle is going to be angled a little bit more up, mm. just to accommodate my like the uh, what do you want pelvic the road? tilt? Yeah, pelvic tilt. Interesting. And I also have my handlebars tilted up as well, just just because, again, it's a comfort thing and to kind of keep my weight just a little. It's it's not huge. It's not like a uh, drastic thing. It's just a little bit. And just to kind of give a more comfortable position, especially on like you know when it's really rough terrain and stuff, comfort is going to get you farther than an aggressive position. For um, sure. Also, too, uh, you know, it's not as comfortable in my drops. It's a lot more comfortable on the tops. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I need to sprint, I can still go in my drops. It's just you know I'm not going to need to hit my brakes while in my drops. Very rarely would I be in my drop, and it would probably just to be, you know, during a just sprint. Descent or something, maybe. No, probably just in a sprint. Hmm. They'd okay. probably be the only time I use my, my drops. Interesting. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't really be using my brakes for my drops. So I don't necessarily need them to be in a position where I, I can get to them easily. Like on my uh, crit bike, 
you know, I actually have my, my handlebars tilted forward so that in my drops, I have easy access to my, my brakes. But since I'm not really in my drops much, I want the better access on the hoods. Mm. That's all good advice, Ryan. I think yeah. it's pretty solid takeaways for how you should set your bike up in. Oh, one last thing is yeah. uh, my, my shoes. I'm on the same oh, yeah. shoes as my mountain bike shoes. Yeah. Uh, it's very different because your, your, your uh, cleat is going to feel a little bit farther back than on your road shoe just because it's a, it's a smaller Smalls. contact yeah. point. And uh, your main push contact point on your road pedal is actually a little bit farther back. So to get that same contact point, it almost feels like your your SPD pedal is a little bit farther back than um, what you're comfortable with on your road bike just because it's a smaller contact point, in the, but it's still in almost the same spot. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. Yeah, it definitely feels different. Well, all right. Yeah, we're you right at about 30 minutes. Cool. So. I think we uh, we got a shorty but a goodie this week. So we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening into this episode. We all hope that you have a uh, fun and successful cyclocross season. You'll definitely be seeing us at the local races, whether it be Madison, probably a couple in Milwaukee. Be sure to give us a shout out. Definitely appreciate everybody that's listening. Download the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe the podcast. If you want to follow us, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and... You can find us on pretty much any podcast uh, station. That's right. Listen to where you want. Yeah. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Any way you want it. Yeah. Actually, with Anchor, I keep getting notifications like, hey, you're on this new podcast thing that I've never heard of. Yeah. But we're on it if you want to try it out. Whatever you want to try it out, we're probably on it. Tell your friends. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.